Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. The campaign is Spawn of Azathoth. It was written by Doc Herber, and our game master is John Hook. This is episode eight. Our recap will be given by Josh Harwood as his character, Zebedee Cabrera. So without any further delay, let's continue our journey into the darkness. Josh? Is this a is this a dream? But it it feels real. It feels it doesn't look like a dream. Peasant clothing, rolling cart, a family. Bump into a family where we're a little caught off guard by them, but we went with them, they took us to this place called Ufa, something like that. I didn't quite catch the pronunciation, but it all seems so weird. It feels like it's medi medieval period. It's all, it's like something I have studied, I have taught, I have lectured, but there's just something off. But it's got to be a dream, right? It has to be. This can't be real. It can't be reality. It makes my head spin just thinking about it. But I'm on the same. Sometimes I feel like I'm on the same wavelength with Zeno, and this feels just like Zeno's area of expertise. But. There's got to be a reasonable explanation. Yes, there's got to be. Why does it feel like I've gone back in time, yet I should be dreaming? And then Zeno can speak to cats. Cats guide us to a library. And we go further down and something was off, really off. Uh, a man in Native American style clothing, but he was albino. Doesn't sound odd, but it is odd in a medieval setting. And then me, Cornelius and Frederick end up in a chase. I don't know where Zeno and Myron are right now, but this is all too much. Dream feels real. Feels like we've gone back in time. This can't be true. I feel like my head's going to explode, but we have to continue this chase. Whoever this guy is, he must know more when he's letting on and he's got something that we need, that book, so. Back to reality, I guess. Very good. Very good. All right. Let's do exactly that. Let's cut to the chase. Uh, so uh, Cornelius, Zebedee, and Frederick are in pursuit of the albino Native American. 
Uh, he's got a little bit of a of a head start on you as you guys begin to uh, to rush your way towards him. So to uh, begin a chase, um, everyone, please make uh, a dex roll. Thirty-nine out of eight. Eighty-two out of forty-five. Twenty-eight is a pass. It's a standard pass only. So, uh, standard passes and and one fail. Is that what I heard? Yeah. Okay. Two standard passes and one fail. I had a hard success. Uh, let's see here. Okay. So um, it looks like Cornelius is uh, our fastest character. And uh, so with your success, all right, so apologize here. Let me see here. Okay. Okay, so uh, each of you will get to do um, I believe it's just one action um, in addition to the move. Okay, so he seems to be uh moving fairly quickly he's got that large tome under his arm and he's ducking into uh one of these corridors that spokes out uh from from the from the center wheel if you will that round uh room that is the the main portion of the library and there's a lot of uh of uh, hallways that are at the same floor level as the uh, as the room but there's only there's a few other ones that are elevated like you guys entered from an elevated uh corridor and there was a platform you had to come down those stairs to get to the ground level so there's a bunch of hallways at the ground level and the f there's several there's a few but but fewer ones that are on those elevated platforms he goes in uh one of the corridors at that ground level that was right behind him you know right by his table uh, and so as he's ducked into there, you guys like give chase and give pursuit. So uh, Cornelius, um, as you are trying to pursue after uh, the albino, um, as it happens, there's a cluster of people that kind of uh, stand up at, from their uh, table and they've uh, gotten in your way. So you'll need to do, uh, and this will be true for all of you, uh, but Cornelius will be first since he has the highest decks or highest move right um you'll need to do a dex test to try and avoid these you know to get past them thread through them oh i tackle one of them 97 oh yes <laughs> you and this individual go down in a heap and you fall to the floor zebedee you may attempt to do a dex to get past unless you choose to stop and help your friend up I am going to help my war, my war buddy and best friend, of course. <laughs> okay, all right. No role is required for that. Uh, Frederick, what do you want to do? Uh, Got to get that book, so. So make a dex test to get past this this uh, congestion this of people. 
This is like a football move. <laughs> Zeb and I are tackling the group. 54. So I'm going to spend four points of luck to pass. Fantastic. Don't Fantastic. All right. So we're going to have Cornelius and Zeb back there. We're going to put the albino there. Okay. Uh, great. Um, so the uh, the spoke, this corridor that's just kind of going outward, um, you can see that uh, there's a stone archway. And then once you get through the stone archway, it's just lined with wooden bookshelves. And there's, there's all kinds of books. And about every 15 feet or so is a, a stone column. And there's, uh, you know, sconces on the walls with the uh, small braziers of lit fire uh, illuminating this uh, corridor. And this corridor is uh, fairly um, uh, populated. I mean, there's there's people in here, you know, looking at books on shelves and kind of checking out the mess. And the, the albino is, you know, threading his way through here. Uh, so you are... You are keeping up, but he seems to be starting to pull away. He's uh, he's got um, he's got some long legs on him. He seems to be moving. Um, uh, everyone, make another dex test. As uh, Zebedee, you've uh, helped Cornelius up. Uh, you guys, actually, Zebedee and Cornelius, um, I need you guys to roll penalty dice Ooh. because of the. The, the the heap in the pile that you were in that was uh, can, keeping you held back. I can only get worse than eighty one, so let's see if I get worse than eighty one. All right, even with a uh, even with the penalty that Cornelius was okay, and Frederick and I I passed regular. Fan I got I got ninety eight with the penalty, <laughs> so that's even worse. No, even worse, even worse. Um, Cornelius, give me a luck roll. All right. Oh, oh, that's really bad. Yeah, ninety-six. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Corn uh, Zebedee uh, was—he uh, tripped and fell over his own feet after you know untangling himself and you from that pile of people. But when Zebedee fell, he grabbed onto you for support, and you fell as well. So the two of you, <sighs> Laurel and Hardy, back to the floor again. Doesn't uh, carry on from. Leaving Frederick taking off on his own after uh, after the uh, albino and uh, give me a spot hidden if you would, Frederick. Thirty one is a success. Okay, you do uh, see him as he went ahead uh, a bit, and then these spokes you now realize um, uh, every now and then uh, there is side passages that occur also and so he took a right down a side passage so you you eyeballed that you saw that and so you are on your way towards that um and a uh, uh a capuchin monkey a little white furred white faced monkey is uh, on the shelves and um and it seems to be uh, throwing something at you you can make a dodge roll Sixty-seven is a fail. Is a fail. Uh, okay, you feel your uh, chest get uh, splatted with something disgusting, um, and uh, yeah, it's it's just gross that this uh, monkey did this to you. Um, give me a luck roll to see if it slows you down. 
That's a 17. Impressive. It does not slow you down. Uh, fantastic. Uh, at this point, uh, Zebedee and uh, Cornelius are out of the chase. They are too far behind and cannot catch back up. Uh, only Frederick is in the uh, is in the hunt for this. Uh, so I need Frederick to give me another dex test, please. My dice are hot today. Still just a regular pass. I have an extreme success. Um, so you uh, duck down that corner, uh, around the corner, and uh, into another side passage. Uh, give me a spot hidden. Forty-seven is a success. Okay, you just, just catch a glimpse of uh, one leg as it was disappearing down a another passage, another spoke that he must have turned up, uh, made a left into, um, and there is a painting, an oil painting next to you. And it, it looks to be a, a painting of a, of a beggar. And uh, weirdly enough, this painting uh, is actually uh, moving. It's, it's in motion. And so this, uh, this beggar is, uh, is shaking a, a, a tin cup as he's leaning on a staff and he's, he's shaking it out towards you. Uh, I just tossed him my few coins. They're not worth much, so I'll... And just keep running. I just don't want him to get in my way. Okay. Okay. So you do uh, give the beggar money? Yeah. I have All right. Give coins. me a power. Give okay. me a power roll, if you would, please. Oh, one. Okay. Uh, fantastic. Um, wow. All right. Yeah. So um, you throw money into this, uh, into this tin cup as you keep keep moving on and just kind of out of the corner of your eye as you're going on you can see the beggar in the painting kind of stands more erect and kind of you know kind of you know does that thing with his shoulders and and so all this all these rags uh and 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 foul clothing that the beggar was wearing uh kind of you know are pitched off the back of his shoulders and uh, just as you're losing sight of the painting the figure seems to be standing much more erect and it's almost illuminated with this uh, he seems to be wearing uh, mailed armor and uh, you know a white tabard and just it's it's this character seems to be glowing and the character is kind of like raising a hand towards you and um, you feel very, you feel very invigorated um, in, in, in a way that, that you, you haven't felt invigorated in quite some time. Um, I would like you to restore 10 points of luck to your character. And um, you have a bonus die that you can keep in reserve and at your pleasure you may invoke a bonus die on any one skill test that you choose, bef you know, in the in the coming future. Okay, excellent. Wow, that was awesome. I didn't think you were going to throw money at him. Um, 
it was the basically like the Fisher King, right? Uh, okay. Uh, give one last dex test. No, no, no. Feel at the end. Eighty-seven. <laughs> okay. Um, so you get to that hallway, and you turn and look, and you don't see uh, the albino. Uh, but give me a spot hidden, if you would, please. Okay, a 17 is a hard success. Um, you do see, you know, this these hallways are, are book, I mean, they're, they're bookshelves, right? They're completely lined with books. And um, uh, they're all uniformly in the shelf itself. So all the spines are, are with some minor variances, all the spines are pretty much aligned with each other, but there is one book uh, that you spy um, at about eye level that is uh, pronouncedly out of alignment with all the other books. I'll grab it. You have found the book that you were looking for, the uh, Chath... Chath thought. <laughs> there you go you say it much better than i do um it's there it's there on the shelf uh and you do recognize it as oh hey this is the tome that the albino was carrying oh. and now i'm looking around for him still maybe like trying to listen if i hear like footsteps going pattering across the stone or wooden floors you can give a listen if you'd like okay nice enough for him to leave it but no that's not a success yep you don't hear anything oh i suppose i'll make my way back and yeah pass that pass that painting again okay uh you pass the painting again and it's just a landscape huh this place is strange i'm gonna go back and find those other two, I don't know where the where the hell they went, but you hear music as you come back, and they're standing and falling over each other, trying to stand back up. Uh, well, uh, when you two are done uh, laying down on the floor, I, I I found I got the book. Oh, did he give it to you? Did you catch up with him? Or uh, no, no, he he was very fast. I, I'm not the fastest man myself, but he just he, he left it on a shelf. He left it on a. Sh he 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 ducked around a corner, and by the time I got there, he he had just stuck it randomly on the shelf. I I almost missed it. Try to still chase after him. I barely caught it out of my eye. Well, that was that was lucky then. It's extremely. Uh, I'd say. <laughs> well, Very curious. But I'm... Let's go find a reading nook and see what's in here. Yeah, definitely. We need to keep an eye out for that man though, because he might he might know more. But okay. Um, so the the library um, doesn't really have like you know 
private areas. I mean, there's just tables all over. Um, so there's an open table you guys can sit at and uh, peruse the book. Uh, while you guys settle in with the uh, book and, and find your table, uh, let's return to um, Dr. Zeno Saladin. What are you doing? What were you doing when we last left you, Doctor? Well, as I recall, I was just looking around to see what books I could find. Oh, that's I right. The, I saw mm -hmm. the weird paintings. Yeah. I didn't care for that. Yeah, they were um, quite unusual. I'm curious to see if I can find anything about the Dreamlands. Um, maybe just ask the uh, the head librarian it's like where can i find books on the dreamlands uh okay um so you have a conversation with the uh, librarian and yeah. you ask about the dreamlands you yeah. call it the dreamlands um and so he he says uh i i guess i don't follow what you're meaning you want a a book about dreams about about sleeping I'd like dreams. I like books. Uh, something about where we are right now. You want books on the history of Ulthar? Yes. That works. Oh, absolutely. Uh, we actually have a, a fine selection uh, right over here. And there's a, there's like a, a small uh, waist-high bookshelf and uh, double-sided. And, and it seems to be uh, stocked with uh, books on Ulthar. Okay, I'll sit down and I'll I'll pick one up and see what I find. Okay, um, why don't you give me a um... library? Yeah, you do library use. Sure. Um, I got a thirty-eight out of fifty-five, so regular pass. So you are browsing this book on Ulthar. And um, you come to a, a portion that talks about um, the uh, the ruling the ruling body, the individual uh, person who rules over Ulthar, uh, uh, Burgermeister Cranon, Burgermeister Cranon. And um, and there is a, uh, a an excellent uh, illustration of Burgermeister Cranon, oh. incredibly uh, detailed and lifelike. And as you uh, look at this uh, portrait of uh, of the Burgermeister, um, you are taken aback as you look at this at this person and you say oh it's it's matthew white it's the manservant for uh father baxter philip baxter's older brother who's wheelchair bound who is you know the priest who's wheelchair bound who gave you the uh, the sleeping draft you know, to 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 come to Uthar in the first place, his since he's you know uh, uh, physically lame, he he has a manservant who helps him, who is mute, physically strong, but he's never spoken, and yet 
that image of Burgermeister uh, Burgermeister Cranon is exactly Matthew White from uh, the person that you know as Matthew White. Um, Very interesting. I'd who like who meet, helps? I'd like to meet the Burgermeister. Um, very interesting. Uh, is there any like history on the Burgermeister? Um, yeah. So the book uh, talks about how the Burgermeister is a uh, just a, a powerful man who has uh, who's charitable, and um, how long has he uh, been Burgermeister? Beloved, and he's been uh, Burgermeister. Uh, it uh, is vague. It just says quite some time. And that was Matthew White, he said. Yes. Hmm. So I wonder if we all have corresponding people in both real world. And it's an interesting concept. Um, all right. Well, I've I, I passed that by. Um, it suddenly dawns on me. I wonder if our friend, uh, geez, I can never remember his name. Our first fellow, uh, the guy who that started this whole thing for us, uh, Philip, not Philip, is it Philip Baxter? Philip Baxter? Right, the guy that died. Yeah, Philip Baxter is the one who died. I wonder if he's, if he came here I wonder if I, I'm going to go ask the librarian if there is a way that I can see if he is a card-carrying member of the library, so to speak. You know, if he's been here, if he's checked out books. Um. Okay. Uh, how would you want to go about doing that? I don't know. I, I'm going to ask the librarian. How would I go about finding out if there was somebody who came here before? I. I Do don't. He, he he thinks he thinks about. It. He drums his fingers on the counter. He says, "I, I, well, that's a very unusual question. I, I, I keep all records of of people who are patrons and and uh, and borrow books. We we uh, issue them um, uh, certificates that they can uh, use to to uh, to borrow books. Um, Do you have any Baxters?" on the list um i'm not i'm i'm not very comfortable in in sharing that i guess i it seems unusual for someone to be asking hmm. well we're actually friends one of the reasons why we're here um we're we're afraid that he has passed away but we don't know that for sure we're trying to find him um that if sounds you, if you if you can't help me i understand that seems like a very persuasive argument got a 24 on my persuade that's not very good <laughs> i'm not very good at persuading i guess you're gonna stick with your failure hmm. failure i could turn it into charm and then i would have gotten uh a hard <laughs> well you didn't sound charming to me. You sounded very persuasive to me. Yeah. Well, let's see. Yeah, I'll go ahead and I'll spend some luck. What was it, 24? I have to spend uh, 14 points of luck. 
See, that isn't so bad. You might find a Fisher King photo you can throw some coins at. Who knows? All right. Uh, luck. He says, uh, you seem like a nice enough fellow, and I definitely want to help you out. Uh, and so he pulls out a record book that he keeps behind the desk, and he starts thumbing through it, thumbing through it, and he draws his finger down, and he goes, yes, yes, I have a Baxter, a Philip Baxter. Philip Baxter. Yes, yes, indeed. When was he last here? Or what did he check out? It looks like, well, I don't have a record of him actually taking any books out. He did register for a uh, certificate, but he doesn't seem to have used it. Although, I do seem to uh, remember him, and he did uh, have several visits to the library, but he, he would just, uh, he would just you know, use the books in the library. He wouldn't check them out, uh, per se, but uh, it's been quite some time since any, I've seen him. It, any ideas of what he was interested in? I don't know if you recall... Uh, Hard to say. Mm. Hard to say. I don't recall. I'm sorry. There was a book I seem to recall him talking about, and I'll say the name of the book The Chatterat. Cathot Aquadonin. That's right. I do think I remember him asking about that. Yeah. Yeah, but he didn't check it out. He did just simply uh, view it here in the library, and then. Uh, and, where where uh, might I find that book? It's funny you should ask. Uh, you're the third person to ask about that today. Really? Um, hmm, well, I I know uh, there was a, a a gentleman who was uh, who had had it uh, who was reading it, but I don't seem to see him anymore. But I do see a gentleman who was asking about it. He's over there. And you see Frederick, and you see Zebedee, and uh, oh, oh, okay. Cornelius. Well, those those are my other friends. So yeah, they, okay. I'm not surprised. Uh, All right. Uh, so as long okay. as we're on the we're on the right track. All right. Well, thank you very, very much. Very good. Very good. Uh, and so now we join Myron. Uh, Myron, what was your last uh, encounter in the library? What were you doing? I had uh, curiously enough seen a patron of the library um, who was evidently not human. Um, reptilian, tall, strange gait, tail tucking out from under his garb. Um, so I naturally hide after the thing. Um, it's the first really strange thing in the dreamlands, except of course for the crazy man talking to the cats, but he would dream that. Um, but as soon as I turned the corner, that figure was gone. Uh, and there was a uh, librarian there um, who was of no help. He'd been nodding off. Um, and I'm trying to think the the curved passage I took between spokes. I mean, when I saw the reptilian thing pass, it was absorbed in something it was reading and moving fairly slowly. And so I hurried down the passage and turned after it, but I assume that the passage between spokes is shorter than the passage along the long, so it would have had to hurry or vanish or go into a secret bookshelf chamber. 
And all of these things, of course, are possible here. Uh, what is the ceiling like in these passages? Uh, arched and stone. Uh huh. And quite regular. And there are pools of darkness between the little braziers. Um, all right. Well, I'm going to uh, hustle down to the next arced area um, to see if I can catch sight of the thing in either direction. Should uh, I assume that I do not? You may assume that you do not, correct. And, there, and for that reason, I was also told by the monkish librarian that this passage leads to South America. But I, you know, of course it goes on into the distance as far as I can see. It does. Uh, and there aren't any um, golf carts or uh, mine carts or means of conveyance evident. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give the this passage between you know the the turn that I made where the thing disappeared, and the next turn that I've reached. I'm gonna give it a a, a going over. I'm gonna look for uh, what kinds of books are on the shelf, and if there's any indication of a smaller side passage or a door that looks like books or anything else that can explain where that thing, which wasn't trying to hide itself when I saw it, was just walking along reading, how it vanished without a, without a, uh, a clue. Okay. Uh, yeah, so you um, start paying really close attention to the books that are in this particular passageway. And it seems to be um, uh, books on history um, but they seem to be of, uh, of locations, regions, and time periods that are uh, and peoples that you're completely unfamiliar with. Um, you know, you, you're not exactly sure uh, what um, uh, the, the War of the Men of Lang, what that even means. Um, and, you know, so yeah, there's you. You seem to be in a in a section for history, uh, but it it doesn't seem to to be any place that you're quite familiar with. It's probably uh, it could be of uh, obscure uh, Asian nation histories or uh, time periods that maybe uh, predate um, Western European areas. Maybe some lands that had been. Uh, you know, in their original tongue and original naming before being renamed. I mean, it's hard to tell. You're just not sure what kind of histories you're seeing here. The book titles are in English. Yeah, uh, it seems to be. Uh, sometimes the the books are a little a little. Uh, maybe your your eyes are a little fuzzy. Uh, but as you like put hands on a book and kind of start like focusing on it. Uh, it, then it comes to you like, oh, no, this is in English. I don't know why I couldn't read that from arm's length distance. But now that I'm looking, really looking at it, I can see this. I can, I can read this. Right, which is uh, an, an, uh, another new element that feels familiar from dreams that I am accustomed to. Um, there are, of course, no numbers or... Uh, uh, insignia on the 
pillars between or in the books themselves. You can find no logic on why these books are organized like this. As far as you could tell, people are just putting them here, but they just happen to put all the history ones here. And if I open, they're leather and cloth bound or all leather bound? Absolutely, yeah, both. Um, but there aren't paperbacks. No. Uh, so, uh, you know, I'm going to uh, choose a, a book at random based on the color of the spine, and I'm going to look for publishing information after the title page. Okay. Colophon, print date, anything like that. There's nothing of that type of uh, print date and stuff. You see um, annotations about uh, monasteries. You see... Um, uh, trans, you see notations like transcribed by, um, you know, from this person, transcribed by this person, almost as if someone was giving an oral account and someone else wrote this down. Uh, but you don't find like publishing houses or dates. Um, it's, it just seems to be maybe annotating if it has annotations at all. Some are. Some are completely without annotations, but it might talk about, you know, the religious order that uh, conducted the uh, scripting and illumination of the book or somebody who wrote it, you know, the author, but not much else beyond that. Right. In keeping with the sort of timelessness of this place, uh, it's not, it's uh, nothing about the city of Ulfar makes sense in a modern capitalist world. Damn it. Right. Um, uh, very well. Uh, I know which direction the uh, hub of this wheel is, and I don't Absolutely. know what have happened to the fellows, so I'm going to go and look for them around the librarian's desk. Okay. All right. Uh, so you are returning. Um, gentlemen. I'm sorry. One, one thing I meant to clarify, the, the reptilian person was dressed like most people here and sort of... He had a flowing robe. Okay, that's why the tail was visible because mm -hmm. there was, so that looked, but I also, there was the friar fellow. So there's, in the mix, there's more or less monastic garb as well as simple. Yeah, and, and you can... You know, you guys are in like peasant garb, you know, very simple handmade clothing. There are some people who are wearing, um, it's also handmade, but it's it's definitely of a of a more masterful uh, uh, design and, and, and creation. Um, you know, better colors, better trim, better, you know, stitching. Uh, so there's definitely uh, levels of, uh, of wealth displayed in people's clothing and gonna, you guys are displaying just through your clothing more of a uh mid to lower class lower income level type of clothing and we're we dreamt ourselves into sandals right yep yeah uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna keep an eye out as i go back to look for the others um for uh outfits that look academic or monastic in particular Okay. It might be more useful. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, okay. I'm going to, uh, I'll, I'll come back to you on that. Um, so let's rejoin uh, Frederick and Zebedee and Cornelius at the table. And you have the book. 
and you uh yeah you want to kind of skim through it yeah there's a little bit of catching my breath first after chasing this person through the library but well done Frederick at least we have a book yeah that's a uh, I was worried we'd lost it <laughs> yeah hmm. but this is where I in the journal that we read from Baxter he said that this is what told him about the god in the northern forests so so and with that in mind I'm skimming through it Okay, so as you skim through it, you come across a passage that feels pertinent. Okay, uh, deep within perfumed clad, where life turns to death, he of the green cloaked horrors, he who waits in the glade, he who turns and watches, he who sees and knows all, waits for the time of coming. The stars fall, the beast bread of stone rampages, and a time of great change comes. The watcher in the glade knows the time and place of the coming. Very interesting. So this must be, this watcher of the glade must be, nothing about a wish though, but it's like some kind of prophets like prophet of sorts and knows some kind of great catastrophe that's coming some kind of star falling according to this our map didn't have something labeled as the glade did it it had cled it's in the forest of cled which is on the map that we have it's it's way north of here though we're like in the south yeah we we went south but that is a at least we have a location (laughs) oh well Sort of, but can you make any sense of it, Frederick? Oh, this <laughs> look, this sounds this is like religious mumbo jumbo. I mean, I'm talking about the stars falling in the end of the world. That's that's a very common uh, well, thing. If there, there's some kind of entity out in the woods that can tell you, you know, when the end is coming. Well, and I, I believe that this. Man. I believe at this time Dr. Zeno has joined you now. Ah, just for man who can offer some spiritual know-how. Dr. Saladin. Oh dear. What's up? This might be an interesting read for you. Read this. Oh, we were just trying to find this. Uh, apparently uh, Philip came here a number of times looking for that book. Um. Or we're not the only party that's interested in in it. I don't know. I don't know what to make of it. It's at first, it just seems like mumbo jumbo, some sort of thing in the the jungle of Cled. Yes, the Watcher of the Glade. I don't know. It sounds like constantly. You know, you hear these sort of terms. People try to make things sound so mysterious. Um, Frederick. Yes. As you were flicking through the book and and something that kind of drew you to this particular page is um, you have a recollection of um, 
of the dream journal notes that uh, Philip had made about how he had he had seen in his dreams some Chinese, uh, you know, Mandarin Chinese script, and had committed it to memory, and then had recopied it uh, in in the waking world and had given it to uh, one of his friends. Um, That's right. It was part of his will he gave in that guy, yeah. the, the professor of like Asian, of Asian yeah, languages. Yeah, Professor uh, Wilson, Francis Wilson. He's the one who, who, who left town immediately <laughs> from the funeral. Um, but as you found this particular page and the, and the, and uh, the script that you found, in the on the side margin of that page running vertically down the uh, margin is chinese uh mandarin script oh there are some annotations here written in what looks like chinese do you do any of you gentlemen know mandarin french latin english i know spanish <laughs> see yeah none of those sound like mandarin to me Does you know see see is that the similar word? Frederick, did, did at any time the albino would duck out of sight when you were in pursuit? Yes, he was. He took all sorts of turns. Then I am curious. Uh, we should take a, a new look at this book for any torn out pages. Well, I'm, because I'm if, if he had it and he wanted it to escape with it, no, Why no, no, no. I, I, I don't. If he wanted to escape with it, he would have just taken it. I think his real concern is that we were just going to keep following him. And he he could have just dumped it, hoping that uh, hoping that Frederick would have uh, ran past, and then he could have been slipped back and picked it back up. And no, I mean, I I all but lost him. I I think he. I I just want to make sure he didn't find a page that had important information that he tore out of the book. Well, if I if I come across a torn page, I'll let you know. And in in my mind, as you guys are having this conversation at the table, uh, Doctor Saladin has joined you also. So the four of you are at this table. Um, let me know if I'm wrong. Frederick is the one seated with the book in front of him. Frederick's hands are on the book. Is, am I yes. am I wrong yeah. about that? No, right. no, that, that okay. is correct. That is Frederick. Correct. I'm standing next to him. That's all. Okay, well, yeah. Frederick. I need you to give me a sand roll, if you would, please. We're all As, sort of looking over his shoulder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was kind of thinking. Is that Frederick is there? He's the one really in, in possession, if you will, of the book. Hands are on the book. Um, so Frederick, um, as as your buddies are having this kind of cross talk conversation, hypothesizing about different things your attention keeps kind of drifting away from the conversation that's around you because you keep hearing these uh, these whispers, these I mean, these whisperings are, hit, are just at the very fringes of your attention and they keep getting a little bit louder and a little bit louder and they keep drawing your attention and your eye keeps going to this book and and you don't know why, but you know, you feel like, you know, some of the, the text, it's obviously a, um, you're tired. It's a figment of your imagination, but you feel like some of the text, you know, on occasion, a letter might change where 
the letter itself doesn't change, but the the font style, you know, uh, adjusts. And so, especially on those illuminated uh, letters, you know, the big ones that you know lead off, you know, it might be in a script of you know like this, and then it it'll kind of twist and morph and while it's still the same letter now the scripture on it is slightly different and uh, maybe the coloring is a little different in the box that it's in so and it's just a it's a little bit maddening uh how did that sand roll go i passed you're gonna lose zero but you you just you you have this these whisperings kind of at your you know at i'm the trying to focus back in on what ear. they're on what they're saying the whispers it's hard to tell. It's a. It seems to be a, a mishmash of, of languages. Dream keeps getting stranger and stranger. Gave money to a painting. Okay, I'm gonna try to really. I mean, Baxter was able to memorize these characters and have them translate later. So I'm gonna try to commit those characters to memory. Give me an idea roll. Nope, 88's no good. Okay. Try as you might, you you just you you feel inadequate because you don't know the language at all, and then you feel like I'm just going to screw this up, and you're just not uh, able to uh, to commit this to memory. Uh, so while while you guys uh, are having this uh, conversation about the book and about Baxter and and what may be going on, uh, Myron is uh, working his way back to the uh library itself uh give me a spot hidden myron oh i couldn't have filled that more thoroughly with a 95. all right um you uh, come back to the library uh through one of those arches and um it's almost as if um the room you know just enough people coincidentally just kind of moved out of your way and cleared a visual path and at the opposite side of the room you see the table with your three or four friends um huddled around um a book that they're apparently all reviewing with uh, frederick uh, basically kind of there you know driving and this, again, in this sort of hub in the middle, there are many people studying books at tables. Yeah. Sort of scattered in a few rows as it goes around. Yeah, they're kind and of all over. There are probably also tables that people have left books behind on for librarians to put away. Absolutely. I'm going to just snatch one up at random. I have a dream, I have a dream logic feeling because there's no structure to this library inherently, that if you pick up a book, it might be the one you're looking for. So I'm just gonna take one up and then work my way over to the fellows. Okay. And I'm not gonna even look at it. I'm just gonna tuck it on my arm and because I have to weave around people. Okay, all right. Was there anything in particular you were looking for? Anything that, that was a, a goal? I think the book that I need to find is going to find me in this place. Okay. I like it. I like it. Um, give me a luck roll. Okay. Oh, I rolled an eight. So that's a, that's a super. I had a 47. 
I like it. Okay. Um, fantastic. So you have uh, picked up a book. Um, and <laughs> you have picked up a book and you have, uh, you're on your way back and you have rejoined your uh, companions uh, at that table. And they have a fairly large tome that they are flicking through. Uh, it's good to see you all. Um, before, uh, before I ask anything else, uh, have, have any of you seen anyone in here that isn't human? Uh, there was a monkey that decided to, uh, okay. I didn't see any monkeys. Oh yeah. Huh. I've seen some very strange paintings. Yes. The yeah. paintings are bizarre. Yeah. Uh, there are there. I saw, I think. I think I saw uh, like an alligator man or woman. Some, some, I mean, alligator strong. The face wasn't, but like a scaly tailed person wearing robes, carrying a book. And the son of a bitch disappeared on me. Um, so, but if, okay, that's not usual. That's good to know. No other, you didn't see any like, Raccoons wearing glasses, anything? No, but the uh, this book, this is the book that Baxter mentioned. Somebody else had it before oh. us. Uh-huh. Um, I chased them for, for quite a bit of the library uh, to get it from them, but I don't know where they went either. They can right. just seem to disappear into thin air. Oh, some more of that. And this is the one Philip found a god in, right? Yes, yes. There's this weird kind of reference to this place called the Cult. Cled, and there's a watcher, something called the Watcher of the Glade, uh, that knows when a star is going to fall, like some kind of catastrophe. It's very, very strange, very yeah. strange book. Philip didn't say anything about catastrophe in his notes, did he? Yeah, he said something about you can ask it like a question. Right, right. He wanted something. He wanted to corner a god. That's. Yeah, and sound wise from a folkloric. <laughs> yeah, don't, do you, don't do need you a degree in folklore. No, that's do you think idea. that maybe Philip went there and it killed him? What do you What do you mean? I mean, uh, Myron's vision of uh, of Philip being torn apart or consumed. I mean, we assume it was the cannibal, but. I don't assume it was a cannibal. I, I think that I think that Philip was visiting from a place like this. And it wouldn't in the logic that we're accepting in that we can have a conversation in this traveling library while we're all asleep. In that logic, I think that uh, the thing that ate him isn't from the world that we normally inhabit. Mm. Well, from here then, whatever this thing is, and you said you've seen a crocodile of crocodile person. Crocodiles eat people. I also ran into a librarian who said the hallway I was going down led to South America. <laughs> whatever that means. Well, I think I want to keep looking through this. I'm trying to see where 
Baxter got this idea of asking Agata question. I only, I mean, this seems like I can only answer one question, but there must be try to, there must be other stuff in that book, right? So if we could try to find other books that mention this place, like the Cled, like what's inhabitants, wildlife, or this Watcher of the Glade, if it shows up, we can start. I mean, this place doesn't have a card catalog. Uh, so trying to create no, things might be a little difficult. I, I imagine too that copying down the Chinese characters won't do us any good unless we find somebody here. When we wake up, if we find somebody here that we won't we be able to find somebody here that. that speaks Mandarin, that that will be a, that'll be a, could, quite we, something. Could uh, we look back at? I don't trust myself to memorize this. Could we look back at them? Sometimes things seem to change. That's true. Looks maybe has it changed language on us? Yeah, but we're we're in a dream. If we're in a dream, maybe we could try and make it change to English. Well, Baxter said that he he just he memorized it and then had it translated. I don't. I looking at this, I don't trust myself enough to do it. Could, could I have a look at it? I mean, I've, I've worked with a lot of copying. Hey, I, I could also, I could try and memorize it. I've had to memorize a lot of history. So, so sure since, since one character has already attempted this and failed, if any character wants to make a second attempt, this would be a pushed roll. Well, I I have the idea of going to ask the librarian if they have any books on Mandarin Chinese. And do we know it's Mandarin and not Cantonese? It What's looks the difference. It looks Mandarin to me. Could be Chinese, could be Japanese. We just I believe don't. the Nipponese and the Manchurians all use the same marks. The kanji. Would it be library? Let's Are see if like there's a primer. Can I use my history knowledge to try to figure out? I'll go ask librarian. the librarian. Do they have like, is there anything like loose paper? I know they have like quills and stuff here. Yeah, there's like loose paper and there's quills and, and bottles of ink. Yep. So I want to prepare. So if Zeno's going to go back to the desk, might as well try to save some trips. So we're looking for a book on Mandarin. We're looking for a book about the lead and the Watcher of the Glade. All right. You could try something funny too. You could copy out the uh, Asiatic marks on one of the scrap papers and then before leaving the library, you could tuck it into your cheek and see if it didn't vanish with your clothing. I assume we'll get back to my home in our regular street clothes and not like this. Hey, we could try and imprint the symbols on ourselves. I don't know as, as far as I know, there's no way to take things from dreams into the real world. Have you had a dream like this before? That's true. I mean, I, I don't know any of this for sure. I don't know. I I mean, this this place, I mean... If it this doesn't is even really, feel like a dream, yeah. This is really some kind of real, like, metaphysical plane that we're on. I, I wouldn't be able to see how physical objects cross that boundary, but my, my understanding of this place is severely limited, so I don't know. We but know seemed... that we went to sleep because we took a drug. 
and we're here. Right. But I mean, so Baxter took notes about this place. So I think that the best method we have at the moment for conveying things back and forth is with our vines. We could each we take remember. a smaller portion, which might be easier to, to bring back into the waking world. Baxter was just by himself. There's five of us. The first character is at two vertical lines and the first of those vertical lines has three bars. We could do a little mnemonic. That was right. tedious. So, well, Dr. Saladin, were you going to ask yes. the uh, librarian? Okay. And 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 if there's any books on Cled or this watcher in the woods. Okay. Um, so yeah, the uh, the librarian. Um, uh, give me uh, no the. Uh, the librarian uh, advises, he says, uh, uh, oh, yes, uh, languages, uh, that's very interesting. Uh, my understanding is that the uh, uh, there are people, uh, uh, prophets, monks, whatever you want to call them, um, at the Temple of the Elder Ones who um, are knowledgeable on many many languages vast number of languages and um i believe that they would be able to help you uh translate this all right um do you have anything on the jungle of cled well um anything that we may have on cled is is uh going to be contained in the book that you already have possession of ah uh, so there's only the one resource that I'm aware of, yes. All right, um, thank you. So I go back and I'm, uh, I tell Frederick, uh, Frederick, uh, you, let's copy down the Chinese text. Apparently there are priests in the temple of the old ones, did you say? Older ones. The elder ones that speak tons of different languages. So they might oh, be able well. to translate. What's, what's right? This down. I want to write this, these passages down about uh, the Watcher of the Glade and anything else that kind of jumps out at me as I've been staring at this constantly changing book with the whispers. Oh, I almost forgot the most important, well, maybe not the most important thing. The Burgermeister of this town. I saw an illustration of what he looks like, and he is the perfect spitting image of Matthew White. Uh, Father Baxter's uh, giant assistant, yes, uh, who can't talk, but obviously here he's he's different. Hmm. Wonder... I wonder if we can get a chance to meet him. He seemed like a very nice boy in the real world. Yeah, but if I mean Father Baxter's talk, from what I gather from you and Myron, that he was kind of very non-committal about where he learned it from hmm. if, if math if his manservant comes here and is in some kind of position of authority then perhaps it's from matthew that the draft is devised perhaps some manipulation of the real world on his part possibly and yet and yet matthew white was uh seemed in no way reluctant about giving us vials that would bring us here didn't he have a didn't he have, have a violent reaction when you were questioning 
Father Baxter. Along he was startled by something, certainly, but he was—he mostly seemed protective of the father. Correct. Uh, and he had every opportunity to give us a false, uh, you know, a water in a vial. Yeah. Yeah. Did you get a sense uh, in the image or images of him? whether he was benevolent or not, or someone to be it, feared. It said that he part. does good works. The people apparently like him, you know, sir. That's a good sign. To be fair, they rarely have statues that say this total bastard ruins our lives every day. <laughs> See, the thing is, if you, if you could enter a dream, if you could enter a dream, I'm wondering, you want to be something greater than you are in real life? Maybe it's just, maybe he found a way here and like we have, or he took it and he makes a better life for himself. Well, it's, perhaps it's possible. It, it, if he recognizes the two of you, uh, Myron and Zeno, and we explain the situation of why we're here, I mean, it is night back in Providence. He might be here and he would be willing to help us. He has yeah, he far could, more yeah. resources than we do. I mean, I gave all my coins to a painting. Uh, he, like an he, hour ago, so he he gave us the dream draft, so he might be expecting us. And I still have seven coins, so <laughs> I still have my coins as well. Four, four coins. You gave them to a painter, a painting. Painting. This 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 place is strange. When I was when I was chasing the man who had this book, I passed. A painting that was reaching out of itself with a cup as a beggar, <laughs> and I was I was in a hurry and I did not want it to come out and try to stop me. I was in a hurry to follow this thing, and so I just took my little coin pouch and put it in the cup uh, and kept going. But it transformed itself into this regal armored figure. And it had some kind of glow, and I've never felt, I don't feel the same since. I kind of feel this constant buzzing on, like, the back of my neck. It's, or, uh, this is a very, very strange place. You're not going to look the same as, uh, I'm sorry, you're not going to be able to look the same at astronomy and the sciences ever again, are you? Waking up will probably adjust a great deal of things. Gentlemen, Possibly. how many hours do you feel you've been here? Five, five, five hours? I don't, yeah. Five sounds good. Five, An hour? Five, yeah. yeah. An hour sounds good. A few hours? I don't know. It's weird. I didn't even think about time. Handful of minutes? Sure. I'm sure we'll wake up when we're in the morning, time works oh, differently. I mean, here. Regular so, re Baxter didn't. No, oh. regular dreams dilate time. Yeah, but usually Already you can't compare that with someone else's time dilation. If one of you could say, yes, but nothing about certainty. this is like anything else I've ever experienced. Except for this passage in Chinese, every book seems to be written in English, doesn't it? Oh, I, well, this, I picked this, this book up at random. Like Let me see what it is. So as you pick up the book and you look at the inside front cover, like the cover plate, 
um, you see that it is uh, it has very fine um, script, you know, handwriting on the inside of the book that states that it is uh, property of the uh, uh, Burgermeister of Ulthar that it uh that it's uh, uh property of the um of the alchemists of the of like the royal alchemists hmm. uh for the burgermeister and uh and uh yeah there you go it's a it's a book on alchemy belonging to the burgermeister and its alchemists perhaps he's much more than he he pretends to be in the real world. After all, how would you know in the real world if he could really speak or not? Well, he, he could all be an act. He didn't seem uh, really what I would call a mere human in, in our world. I mean, the fellow really was a giant. His, his strength seemed boundless and his patience. And he could clearly hear, although he did not speak in my presence. Uh, uh, so flipping through the pages of this book of alchemy, lots of symbols and diagrams that make no sense. Yeah, it seems very um, pseudo. It seems like it's pseudoscience, but it, it seems like a pseudoscience book. It Almost a, fi seem, a fictional science book, if you will. It does seem, though, that it might provide something of a ticket to the Burgermeister's manor if the book belongs to him. Most of, I've looked at other title pages and, and uh, ownership is not something I've noticed before. Mm. Yes, here, if you, could I take a look at that real fast? I need to look at, I need to look at something else. I'm getting almost seasick looking at this thing. Uh, can I make an occult roll? Are these alchemical symbols similar to the alchemical symbols of, of Earth? Go ahead. Ooh, 35 is a pass. You see many symbols that you recognize and a few that um, are unfamiliar. Okay, so there's, yeah, there's, there's some hinting of Western European alchemical tradition in here, but and then there's things that are I don't know, strange. Almost unique to this place. I don't know what these what metals these could possibly be referring to. But there is some the, shared language that's interesting. Is is the uh, librarian nearby? Yes. Oh, I, I would like to walk over to the librarian and ask for uh, any books on uh, visitors, uh, dreaming visitors or visitors from dreams. Is there any books on such topics? Um, and the librarian says, oh, I'm sorry. I, we do have uh, books on fiction, but I'm not familiar with any with that uh, type of plot. Hmm. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, never mind. If there's that's not a common common storyline at all. 
in fiction here? No. All right. Oh, well, thank you very much. I'd like to scan the hub again for somebody looking academic or, or monasterical. Monasterial? Monastic is the word, I think. Uh, sure. Go ahead. Uh, spot hidden. That's more like it. 24. So and hard success. Hard success. Yeah, you feel like you have given this room an incredibly detailed eyeballing. You have looked around and you do not see anyone that uh, fits the description that you are assuming. Well, perhaps we should see if we can find this temple of the elder gods and or find the Burgermeister and see if we can talk to him. Yeah. Evil one seems like a good place to go, so. I think the only, I, uh, I agree that although this library uh, would seem to possess infinite potential. It's very inchoate potential. Uh, I'm more interested in the Burgermeister, but I, maybe that's just because I picked this book up. Well, we've got the, the, the Mandarin copied. You've got it copied, yes. Paper. And perhaps you should make a point of returning that book to the, if they call it a front desk since it was left by its previous reader in disarray. I, my, I don't really care too much about organization here. Do we uh, remember which way we came in? I don't want to end up in South America. Oh, now, who, who found the South American archway? Myron. Yeah, it's, a, it's almost directly across. I think it's that hub there. Well, it could be one either way. So looking looking at that hub are there any similar hubs uh with other familiar names like africa europe asia anything? well it's not it's not labeled it he found out that it goes to south america based on uh the the word of a librarian oh okay that's very intriguing i mean is th this land we're in looking at the map none of those names seemingly correspond with our waking world, why would this place have a name corresponding to our waking world? If somebody said, I mean, if we went and told these people were from uh, Providence, Rhode Island, and we came through that tunnel, I mean, that would, I mean, that implies that somebody has come through here from South America before, and that's where they came from. That's where they entered. We entered out in the woods, but perhaps there's some kind of they entered here. I would also uh, note, Corny, that um, the fellow that I asked had been napping when I stumbled upon him, and uh, the corridor down which he pointed seemed to go on well, perhaps endlessly. I don't know that we could get from one place to another using these halls. 
we might not come out in the same place anyway. They said that the library moves. I think yeah. I'd be surprised to see the four cats that brought us here. <laughs> now, before, before we go, um, this book, it's so what does it say about cled or is it all very vague and poetic? It says perfumed cled, whatever. I guess it smells. So, yeah, I mean that that's just good. the one passage that had the Mandarin annotations in it. I'm just curious about the rest yeah, of it. Yeah, it's a whole book. Yeah, it describes it describes Cled as a uh, uh, a dense forest uh, full of dangers, and um, and that it is uh, that it contains the palace of the sacred font. Sacred font. Hmm. Helvetica. That's, uh, no, no, more like uh, of youth, I think. That was on Philip's map. Font of youth. Sacred to something or someone. And Philip was uh, desirous of was it. it. Ponce de Leon that went looking for that? In Florida, yes. Oh, he was looking in the wrong place. So. Okay. Well, let's let's see if we can exit the library. Unless there's something else you want to look for here. It might be uh, we might find that the tunnels leading out are shorter if we go higher. We came in higher. I think we came in that one there. Because I remember seeing that painting on the wall when we first walked in. That's right. Yeah, that seems logical. So we'll climb higher towards it. Okay. So you turn in the uh, uh, the chat. The the the, the kathat aquadonin. Yes, you're so good at that. Uh, you turn that in to the uh, librarian. And uh, head up those little stairs that go to the platform, and then down the short hallway uh, up there at the platform. Um, as you go down this hallway, uh, when you came in, there were stairs that you came down uh, from. You know those like cellar doors that were basically on the ground outside. Uh, but as you're going down this hallway the hallway goes and it you don't see stairs it just goes and ends at a door i told you i think no one has left this place through the door they entered or vice versa well let's try the door and see what's on the other just side just don't step out until the door is not feet. labeled by any chance is it uh, no label it doesn't say drink me in very small writing Okay. <laughs> well, Cornelius, maybe they should hire you and you can start labeling everything. Oh, no, don't get him started on Oh, that. with the Dewey Decimal System. It's no, 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 Cornelius, uh, we need to get him out of here quick. Yeah, it's a missed opportunity because it could become the Cornelius Decimal System. Or the Cuthbert Decimal System. Dewey Cuthbert. Corny Cuth. Corny Cuth. Uh, fantastic. So you go through the door, open the I'm door. I'm going to open the door and All see right. what's on the other side. 
here. Yeah, you open the door and um uh there's you know uh people walking around that seems to be uh quite uh quite the uh the busy uh locale. Um you smell uh water um and uh you can you know smell you know uh animal droppings uh you know so and and fish you can smell fish and so as you uh kind of uh, open up you can see um you can see that your position this door is kind of coming out and there's a there's a river there's a, a large river off to your right you can see that you're kind of in a wharf area and the, and it's got a open uh, almost like an open market. There's there's a market right here. You said there were people um, there, and there's lots of people. Like it's you know, people moving, milling about, and moving all Wh over. Whoever's close, can I yell? Uh, you there? Um, what town is this? Uthar, are you lost? It's Uthar. Okay. And you can even uh. see on the water, um, a, a, off a ways a little bit that large bridge that you crossed over when you came into the town. So we're in a different part of Uther. Yes. And we don't see cats. Mm. About, uh, familiar cats outside. No. You Not at this angle, no. Well, there's that orange one, the brown one, uh, the, the white one. And then the, the black one, the black, the black one, the one. black one, the black one, the black one. The question is, are we going to stay here in Uther? Do we need to find a place to stay? Well, let's, I mean, let's, let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. I think we need to have accompany Myron on his returning of the book. Yeah, yeah we all want to stay together. Yes, we do. We don't want to separate especially in an unknown land to us because because right if we can if we can find matthew if it is matthew and in our exploration of what befell philip baxter that will help put uh the father's mind at ease and i think matthew would appreciate that and so he with i mean if he rules ulthar this is a pretty bustling place he might be able to provide us with resources or lodging or something to help us if if i step out into the street and i turn my back to the river and i look back at the city can i see anything that looks like well can i see the burgermeisters did you say there was a castle yeah it was castle like it, it you know okay. and it was elevated it was it was like a keep and it was on a rise like there was a there was a mound of earth that it was on top of so it does have that kind of lording over the land so kind of view it. and you can't so yeah exactly you come out of this door the river's on your right you'd look to your left and there on the rise not too far away is that uh, burgermeister keep okay um, and then on your right you see a pink and white uh there's like several pink and white tents um and uh so it looks like there's some kind of you know, carnival thing going on over there and then ahead of you you can see uh, uh an open air market okay with well, what people all with booths and stuff um if that's for the burgermeister this up there um do I see anything that looks like a church or a temple? 
Give me an idea roll, please. Okay. 34. Uh, that is a hard. When you arrived to Uthar uh, with the family sitting in the wagon, um, you know, you came across that, that stone bridge uh -huh. that spans the river and um, you entered the town of Uthar from the north. So you came through the north gate. Just after coming through the north gate and you're heading into the town, you're, you're technically heading southward into the town, to your, at that time, what would have been to your right, um, so to the west of, of the bridge, you did notice a, uh, a, a, an area that looked uh, holy and revered, you know, temple-ish, um, so, so you have a, you have a recollection of, of a place like that near the bridge, near the North gate. Okay. Well, I, and, and I just based upon you. your spatial orientation, you feel like you're more towards the East side of town right now. Right. North East. So, so go ahead. Uh, finding that the, uh, land outside with the door is solid and we can all step out. I assume that we do. Uh, and what does the door to the library look like when we've closed it? Uh, it, it just, it, yeah, it looks like a tavern? regular door. Yeah. Okay. No signs or markers. No. Uh, now was, what was it that we have read from Philip about uh circus folk i'm wondering about those colorful tents over there there was somebody following him yeah a diminutive fiend i believe but perhaps well yeah do we want to beard that dragon in its den or or do we want to find out my other thought regarding Assuming, of course, that um, that Zeno wasn't dreaming the likeness to the the giant manservant, you know, perhaps Michael White is aware of both worlds, or perhaps uh, we are all just twinned in this dreamscape, and he'll have no idea of what we speak. So far, nobody within but, the library has any idea that there's another world. But he knows about the drug. Well, the one from our reality does. But that doesn't mean that this Don't you dream... find it odd, though, that he knows about the drug in the real world and he exists here just like we do? Maybe he travels here. I think that's why we want to seek him out. I just don't think no. we can be sure that that logic we don't know in this Lewis Carroll situation mm -hmm. maintains. Will we even be able to remember any of this when we wake up? We don't know. What's my what's my brother's name? Eater. Let's start. I forgot. <laughs> Circus tent. Uh, uh, temple. I frankly, the temple of the old elder gods sends to me. Mm. Well, is it 
Which one's nearest? The tents? The tents you guys are, right, are right by the tents. You guys are right by the tents. Uh, you guys are right by the market, the open air market. Uh, there is a road. It looks like a fairly wide, possibly uh, a, a, a primary avenue heading um, in a southerly direction towards the Burgermeister uh, Palace. Um, and you you get a sense that maybe if you went through the uh, through the market, there might be a, a another primary road on the opposite side of the market. You're on the east side of the market. Maybe on the west side is a little road that would head further west taking you towards the north gate and then from beyond that towards that palace if if that's you know some of your options before we head out i'd like to just open the door we came through and take a peek back is it a totally different place or is it still the library yeah so you open up the door cornelius uh you open up the door and inside um you see um uh, two people and they're working a, a stove they seem to be cooking and so you kind of open up a door into someone's kitchen area and they they look at, at you and they're like what what do you want oh i'm terribly sorry i'm my mistake have a good day and i close the door okay you can make a sand roll for that yeah oh no 99 <laughs> 99 you lose one sand <laughs> Uh, we can always find it again if we need to with the cats. You're right, Cornelius. Uh, it's, um, it's it's not the library anymore. Uh, well, that'll be fine. Kind of guess that might happen. Yeah, Zeno, you can use your caps if we want to find it again, right? Yes, that's what I just said. <laughs> I was too busy focusing on Cornelius. <laughs> Pay attention, Zebedee. I was focusing on Cornelius. Um, it was like an empathic moment. So, shall we take a take a look at the tents? Yeah, I think the circus. Since we're right upon it, perhaps the library brought us here. But I, I think I think unlike the library, we should stick close together. Yes, they're, they're probably cut purses and worse. Agreed. Yeah. I keep my trusty walking stick right by my side. Okay. Yeah, we don't want to stray too far away from each other. We don't, as I said previously, we don't really know this land, so we don't want to go splitting up. Uh, okay. Uh, so yeah, you you guys are going over towards the carnival okay uh so yeah there's uh the carnival is set up in a in like an open area that's near it overlooks the uh the river um but there isn't like direct river access it's just a it just overlooks it right there's a low wall and uh, there's several uh tents in this area and uh, you see um, all kinds of like uh, banners and stuff. Uh, so, and there's there's uh, brightly decorated uh, wagons and things like that all in this area. And it makes for you know uh, kind of a nice this. It's almost a very um, entertaining area here. So you can see there's uh, uh, booths with 
uh, like dexterity games, right? So people are um, tossing rings onto bottles and uh, they're throwing uh, darts at targets, you know, at, you know, 10 paces, right, to, to, these, to these targets and stuff. There seems to be a, uh, a strength test uh, kind of area where people are, you know, taking a large mallet and whacking it and trying to send a weight up to strike a bell, that kind of thing. It's right. Um, <laughs> so, you know, there's all kinds of entertainment and stuff going on. There's little uh, hot food uh, vendors and stuff. And, uh, and towards, as you get closer to the, uh, to the river area, there's a few other tents um, and they've got uh, uh, banners on them where uh, you could, uh, you know, supposedly go inside and, and, uh, and see, um, uh, you know, see interesting people. Um, there seems to be, a, you know, a, a, a bearded woman advertised on, on one panel and there oh, seems so to be... Like a- like a freak show or a... yeah there's you know there's a there seems to be a a boy with a uh who apparently has the the head of a dog uh over in another area and uh and so there's a there seems to be a platform not too far away and there's a guy over there and he's got a, a hooked uh, uh cane and uh and he's you know kind of tapping that and he's trying to get people's attention he's like come on come on Come right up, gaze upon the the greatest wonders of the world, and, uh, and he's kind of just kind of gesturing around at all the nearby tents. But uh, uh, the tent that he's standing in front of, uh, it seems to have this like uh, looming silhouette uh, kind of painting. So it's it's unclear as to uh, to what uh, he is uh, trying to get folks to come in and, and view. Hmm. Step right up! Step right up! And uh, he 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 points at Zebedee. You sir, you look like a man who's curious about the world. Oh well, yes, yes, I am indeed. I, I then step right up, and for one thin silver, you can gaze upon one of the uh, strangest and most unusual things that you have ever seen. Zebedee, it's all nonsense. Sure. I, rabbits with antlers strapped. I know, but hands. I have all of it. I have. I I could just spare one. Using, I'm easily swayed. So. Yes, welcome, welcome. Yes, step right up. He he doffs his hat for the the acceptance of your coin. I flip it into his hat. Ah, thank you. And he, he just pops it back onto his head, you know, coin inside. Uh, and he says, uh, well, remember, do not touch, only look. You value this, your own safety. And Zeno, what's the worst that can happen? It's just a simple... And if it's fake or whatever, so what? Harmless. What do the rest of you think? I think you should leave his coin purse with us and wear a neck brace. The land of dreams, it's, it's uh, 
I suppose you could find leads anywhere. Well, I, I'm not, I mean, who knows what, what they'll show him. They, they could show him some kind of farce from their world's perspective, but it's something that would be bizarre for us. Who knows what we'll the, see. These are the kind of nonsense things that I do to get money out of people. And Zebedee just is giving away his money. Oh, Oh, it's, I, it's refreshing to hear you finally admit that, Zeno. Uh, don't I already give you? Uh, don't I already give you my money? <laughs> one one has to pay for one's life. That doesn't mean that everything that I do is nonsense. Obviously, I, I don't see what's obvious about that. I speak to cats. You speak to cats in my dream. Actually, I speak to cats at in our real world too. Then you wouldn't need to build poor Zebedee. You could just have one of those circus tents. That's, I kind of do actually. <laughs> Except it's a nice parlor with trappings of fortune telling. Zebedee, uh, you gave him your coin. Go, go see what the man wants to show you. Tell us what he's got in there. Probably a woman with a snake. I... I just stroll in. Very likely, once he's inside, they'll ask for more money to see the naked woman or something like that. Uh, is Zebedee going alone? Apparently. I have no coin. I've got four oh. coins. Uh, Cornelius, join me, and I flip another coin to a man. For oh Cornelius to join me. <laughs> and he, he quickly you know, catches the coin and then returns it to his head. I don't want to go alone, Connie. <laughs> All right. All right. So uh, Zebedee and Cornelius are going. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so is uh, the uh, the Barker using his cane? He he pulls aside the uh, tent flap and he says, "Please, at your leisure." Okay. I and, walk in. Okay, <laughs> and right. uh, as you. As you go into the tent, there is um, a, a person, there's a, a, a dwarf uh, standing just inside the tent, and uh, you hear a sheep bay uh, as he's holding this, this leash with the sheep, okay? And, uh, and so as you come in, the, uh, the dwarf uh, looks up at you and uh, slaps the, uh, the, the, sh the leash into your hand and uh he says uh he says you'll need to take this with you and put it through the gate and he and he slaps the ass of the uh of the sheep um, uh okay Cornelius. you're doing a great job Zeb. great job oh. uh, now when you entered you know when you were outside the tent probably looked like it was maybe 10 feet in diameter not not huge um but as you get inside uh and the the dwarf he exits out of the tent flap and as it closes behind him you can see that there's like uh there's a curtain running and it's it's created because the curtain is running uh, uh you know parallel with the outer wall of the tent 
and since it's a round tent you know it's this curved wall well you're going through this curved corridor and um and it's 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 much you must have been misjudging the size of this tent it is not 10 foot diameter you're you're continually walking around this corridor and you're you're you feel like you've been walking at least 25 or 30 feet of this uh, corridor okay and eventually you can start seeing there's like torchlight up ahead and um so you kind of come around and finally there's there's something to see but it's not much so there is uh the inner the inner wall the inner uh tented wall has stopped and now there's a a metal gate that runs across and the outer wall is now not curving it's also straight and so you've got the outer curtain wall on your right and on your left is iron bars it's a it's a gate um and you can see there is like a small uh, you know, waist high little gate door uh, or a, a little swing door in this uh, in this metal gate, and uh, and it looks it has an easy latch. You could just simply undo the latch, open it, and it would be just big enough to to shoo a small animal through. Uh, Cornelius, uh, did that seem like it took a bit longer than it should have? Yeah, this doesn't quite seem right. We are in a dream, though, so I'm prepared to to uh, be amazed. But, um, and the well, sheep, what? Uh, uh, did the dwarf say open the hatch? He did say to send it through the gate. Well, it's either going to be something magnificent or something bullshit, so... I open the, and I, okay. I get, I, if it's not going to move, I just kick it a little bit to go through the hole. Okay. So, uh, so the, the torches that are kind of illuminating, they're kind of right here in front of you. Um, and so as you look kind of past the torches into the gate gated area, um, it looks like there's straw on the ground there it looks like there's maybe a couple of of uh of uh casks you know wine barrel casks in there there looks to be a pile of it looks just like dry feed so um and everything there's a lot of shadows everywhere um and so uh you open up the gate and you kind of you know kind of you know push the uh, the sheep and uh and it must see that uh that pile of feed so it kind of trots straight for that little pile of feed and uh and it it bays and you shut the little gate behind it and it bays and goes over there and it's just kind of munching on the feed okay okay um i'm not sure if i want to watch yeah what I'm just either something's gonna happen to a sheep points, or that is the wonder like it's just a sheep eating for like 20 minutes. The hungry sheep wonder. 
as as you're watching, suddenly something large <laughs> drops down from the ceiling, and it grabs the sheep and picks it up, and it begins to uh, it it stabs it with the with a, a stinger, and it begins to uh, munch and and chew on this thing. Um, it is a giant spider, which I know Zebedee is, is well affected from. So I need sand rolls from the two of you, please. <laughs> You're good to go now, Zeb. Okay, cool. Oh, fuck. Man. 30. Beat it. That would be. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Cornelius, uh, you do not have a fear of spiders. You will only lose one. Um, I, I I failed, which is kind of you know <laughs> it goes with. The... Oh no. Okay, um, I would like you to roll a d10 plus two. Um, that oh god, is that an a ten? Oh, so I take. <laughs> That's 10. So you That's rolled 10. a 10? All together, yeah, it's 10. Yeah. Oh, you rolled an 8. Okay. Yeah. All right. So you lose 10, San. Um, uh, you may make an idea roll. <laughs> when you have high intelligence. How long have they been inside for those of us waiting? Uh, it's only been a couple of minutes. I have 70 intelligence and I rolled a 72. Wow, you are so lucky. Nice. Well done. Um, but yeah, you um you still have a, a minor bout, which is um you do uh relieve your bladder. Um and so you have you have weed yourself. <laughs> that would be um, me that'd be me in real life if I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and uh, so yeah this thing uh, it, it, it drops down and grabs this sheep and, uh, and the sheep has stopped baying okay if I notice that Zeb's like freaking out well I mean I'm kind of freaking out too I grab Zeb and I start backing up quickly yeah cause you're just gonna have to just carry me out of here yeah, yeah I'm, I'm taking him out of there no, we've we've been through the war together. It's all good. Peeing oneself, it happens. I've got here. I've got uh, each of you. Each of you, please make a listen roll. Uh, that's a fail. That's totally clueless. Okay. Ninety-two. Fantastic. Uh, yeah. So, um. So you can see there's like a, a, a little slit of light. And, uh, and so as you head forward across the, you know, the, the face of this gate, this fencing or whatever, uh, there's an exit door right there. Uh, and you, you let yourself out of the tent flap. And uh, you guys all see Zebedee and Cornelius coming out of the, the left side of the tent, kind of the left back side of this uh, small round tent. Um, what was she attractive? Zebedee says white as a sheet. Zebedee yeah. is white as a sheet, and his yeah. trousers are wet. <laughs> there was a, a, a giant spider. 
spider. It ate the sheep. Good God. It was bigger than the ones we saw back in, in our own world. It was huge. Are you sure it wasn't just a, a puppet of some kind? It came down and killed a very live and real, well, whatever is real, sheep. It or, couldn't have been no. that big. The tent's not that big. It, it, it's, it's bigger on the inside. That's what she said. <laughs> I think probably there were mirrors involved or convex lenses. We took many steps. It was like to, to get from the entrance to the gate where we were, it was like at least 30 steps. So it wasn't any mirrors. You said it was a big spider again, yes. It was very big. It descended from pretty high up. Uh, it was, it was. Do you Did think it it's interesting that I didn't see the giant spiders before? Uh, and I don't see the giant spiders this time, you know, perhaps in a dreamscape, you're bringing in imagery from your own fears. Maybe. Should we go in and take a look? I will happily give you some of my coins for you to go. Honestly, I'd rather try to find some tobacco with one of those. I'm pretty sure I saw a shop on the high street. Cornelius, why didn't, why didn't the dreamland give us any money? Still really annoyed about that. That's a very good question. But all I know is, real or not, this is if this is a dream, it's it's it was still there. Uh, it might be in our imagination, but we're we're dreaming this. So hey, it's all of this in our imagination. Here's here's a test. If if we if I wake up and my pants are wet when I wake up, it it happens. Well, you're wearing different pants, so. I'm curious, but it's not a high priority. Does anybody want to go take a look at the giant puppet spider? I'm I'm curious, but I feel as though we have more uh, on Pressing our plate. things to do. I want to find the the scary little man that Philip thought was following him, or move on to the temple or the. How do you feel, Frederick? Stop playing with that cat. There's cats everywhere. <laughs> I need new. You don't rags. tell me what to do, Zeno. <laughs> I need well, to I say, I say, we take this cat and the book, <laughs> and we go visit the Burgermeister. Yeah, I and agree. Stop on, stop off at the temple on our way out of town. Also, oh, I, I think I need new clothes. Do I see the guy that sold us the that? Uh, admitted us after the coin we gave. Yes, the Barker's probably yes. There. The Barker's still there. Okay, so I go over to him. It's like, what, what on earth was that creature? Never seen anything like that. It's so huge. Uh, and so the Barker looks at you and he said, "And uh, give me a psychology roll, actually, <laughs> before anything." Zebedee, there's a peasant emporium right over Ooh. there where you can get some pants. Uh, success. Oh, success! It's a standard. So he's—you uh, see—he's looking at you. He's smiling. He's kind of laughing, and then you're asking him about uh, the attraction, and uh, and he just kind of uh, chuckles and says, <laughs> "Well, she, yes, it, she's magnificent, isn't she?" This 
she, she could escape. She, she's very dangerous. Like, our, our, <laughs> another satisfied customer <laughs> please move along move along oh my god and then he looks at you and goes please move along okay i i move along <laughs> good god somebody there's a peasant clothing emporium right there let me just get you a new pair of pants I will slowly go get some new clothes. <laughs> you have six coins left, so hey. <laughs> All right, you, you with uh, two more coins, you're able to get some new pants. Okay. The economics of this place make no sense. If you <laughs> saw a sheep being fed to a giant spider for two silvers, and it cost another two silvers for a pair of rather clunky sewn flax and trousers then sheep here are worth nothing well maybe they don't we could dine on mutton maybe they every don't minute. feed a sheep every time Myra. right maybe, maybe they just... just were too lazy to have employees so they have a guest occasionally bring the thing a sheep well I they can't they can't send sweet. cats in and they no. can't let the the the, uh, the sucker go in alone uh i don't know I maybe they think it was faked it's the same sheep every time and the same fake giant spider. That's yeah. It was, it wasn't fake. See, see now it, it's a bit something we'll have to speak about in one of my sessions. Oh, at the clothing emporium, can I get a new shirt? Yes, you can. So can. One with less monkey shit. Yeah, yeah. I'd appreciate if I had any money, I'd give you some to get a less well, monkey. Shirt. I I can help you out if you've got if you need money. All right. If it'll we take find a tobacconist, one, I could really use a cigar. It'll take one coin for a new shirt. And there is a tobacco shop nearby, and you can get three tobacco, three cigars for a coin. Anyone help a poor banker? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> How the tables just, have turned. Just remember in the when we're world. back in the real world. <laughs> I can get you a case of excellent Cubans. The poor history teacher is the richest. I'll have to clean my house. All right. So you guys have uh, new clothing. You have some uh, cigars. What do you do? Well, why were we coming to the here in the first place? Were we looking for somebody? The short man? The little, the little, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm picking the freak show. Okay. Uh, and and here's my thought on this. We've only read a brief description of this dark little man, but I think that if this figure was bothering Philip, it will recognize us. And if I'm wrong, we'll hurry on. Um, you guys can each give me a spot hidden. Oh, that is an extreme success. Yeah, hard. Uh, so after you have uh, done things like uh, getting your new clothing, getting the cigars and stuff, you're kind of still near the uh, uh, carnival, and uh, and you do see a little person um, talking to the uh, carnival barker, who uh, who. Uh, uh, 
who you paid to go and see the uh, mysterious creature. Is that the same goat man, uh, Sebedee? Uh, Manilius? It is the same. Yes, Batman. Is he dark? He seems swarthy. Dark complected. Well, that um, uh, here I've been, I've been thinking of another experiment about this place. Uh, I don't really have much in the way of foreign languages, but some of you must both speak the same foreign language. I speak Latin and Greek. Speak Latin. I know, I know some Latin. Uh, I, I'm curious as to whether the locals will understand you if you're speaking Latin. And you could even have a conversation to make it more compelling. Go up and ask the, the little fellow um, if he knows how to get to Rhode Island. And we'll see whether it sparks some lighter recognition. All right. You see what I'm, I'm dreaming about. I'll uh, I'll walk up to the the short little man, and say, uh, in Latin, "Excuse me, sir. Um, do you know how to get to Rhode Island from here?" Uh, and so he he looks up at you and. Uh, uh, he says, uh, you know, there's no need to use uh, languages as cumbersome as that. Did you understand me? Of course I did. Do you understand me? Indeed I do. What is I... it that you want? Well, actually, we would uh, like to speak with you over here, if you don't mind for a moment. And I point to my friends. Oh, gang of ruffians. Gonna jump me, are you? Think you can take me on because I'm uh, smaller than you are? Oh, are you? Um, I did notice. Um, no, we're right here in the middle of the street. We're not going to jump you. Fine. And he, he, he follows you. Um, Myron, apparently, he can understand Latin as well as English, so. What did you want to ask him? Now, uh, first of all, I'm, I'm relieved uh, or intrigued that my guess is true, that all languages here are understood by all parties, except for that bit of text you have in your pocket. Maybe he can read it, too. Oh, are you talking to me? I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, we're all together again, I believe. Right. Yes, and the the little person has joined you as well. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, my name is Dexter. Uh, good fellow. What should we call you? I am Barnabas. And he, he bows. An honor to meet you, Barnabas. Uh, we, uh, we've come looking for an old friend of ours named Baxter. Did you ever know a Baxter? Yes, I was aware of, of, uh, Philip Baxter. 
I know he quested to uh, find the Palace of the Secret Font. I offered my services, but he never returned. I assumed that he has given up on that quest. Well, we believe that he's probably dead. Hmm. Interesting. What services were you going to offer him? Exactly. I would be a guide. Are you sure you're familiar with the with Kled? I have been through Kled on occasion. It is not a place for for the timid, the weak, or the inexperienced. Where are we going to be a guide to him for? I had heard that he word had gotten around that he was snooping around and trying to gain information about how to get to the uh, palace of the secret font. Things like that will get a man dead. What what would you charge for such a service? Well, what have you got? Mm, What do we have? <laughs> I think yes. I have a couple of coins left. Well, I assume it's a little bit different every time. What's valuable here more than silver? Why? Uh, a favor, a debt of honor, service. There's all kinds of things that are worth more than than uh, than than coin. Yeah. Uh, and have you been to the font yourself? I have seen the palace, but I've never entered. It doesn't draw you? I have no desire. But if I can uh, earn a living by being a, a, a guide, it's as good a call as any. So what are you doing with the with the circus here? Passing the time. Probably uh, not a bad place to meet travelers. Indeed. And that that creature uh, you you keep in there. Had our friends convince it was real. Indeed. It, it was real. It was. If it was fake, it was the most realistic one I've ever seen. Are there spiders like that in Kled? Oh, no. Nothing nothing quite so much as that in Kled. Far, far worse, I'm sure. Did, uh, Did Baxter ever tell you whence he came, Barnabas? Well, he... He comes from the waking world, as do you. Yes, we do. How do you? We're from the waking world. Don't be silly. Don't be silly. I am native to this realm, but my eyes are open. How does that happen? It seems as though a lot of your fellows are not aware that this uh, plane is separate from others 
They are of a simple folk. They lead a simple life. They they don't know because they choose not to know. And what are the Burgermeister? The Burgermeister, indeed, yes. He is an outworlder like yourself. Do you have interest in the outworld? None. Give us a moment, please, uh, Barnabas. Um, I take the others aside. I'm thinking we want to meet the Burgermeister. Perhaps we want to use this fellow to guide us, but we are almost out of money. Um, I'm thinking we're in a circus sitting in a situation here. Maybe I can use my skills to well, convince people that I'm a fortune teller and I can get some money. I'm quite hoping, I'm still holding out that Matthew is the Burgermeister and that he'll be willing to give us some resources. To well, we can find that out while I'm rounding up some money, but I could use a shill, someone who is amazed by my abilities in order to get other people in order to get other people interested. I guess that is me then. All right. Considering I'm the most open to you. So should we stay here a day or so? See if we can meet the Burgermeister and then ask uh, our friend here, Barnabas. Well, I mean, first see if Barnabas can get you a job at the circus place and we can meet you back after our our visit to the to the man on top. All right. We're going to need a place to stay. Do people uh, sleep what is, here? What's, uh, what's the sun look like? Um, it, it seems to be uh, moving. Um, it at times, it seems like it was lower, then it's back higher. It's not seeming to to follow, but but now that you seem to be like making the assumptions that it's later in the day, it now is positioned lower. Hmm. Let's try it. Barnabas, I would like uh, to uh, earn some money from uh, these people so that we have some cash. I am a fortune teller from the other world. Uh, is there a place I could set up here? Well, we want to raise some money to pay you. Ah, oh, well, that is good indeed. I, would, I don't work for free, that is known. Well, we also would like to meet the Burgermeister, but uh, my friends will work on that problem. Well, if you want to set up a shop here, you'll you'll need to uh, clear it with the boss first. And who's that? Uh, she is uh, a lady. She is a. She is Hainaria. Well, where can I meet her? 
right this way. All right, Zebedee, uh, you're going to come with me? Uh, y yes, yes, of course I will. I will hype you up. I'll okay. try to. I'll try to earn some money first. Uh, to make this Hyperia. So, so Barnabas leads you back to the uh, Barker, the Carnival Barker, mm -hmm. and the tent that he's in front of. And uh, so, as you are approaching, he's uh, the Barker sees you guys coming. Goes, come on, come all, come see the the amazing uh, mysteries of the universe. And then uh, Barnabas kind of kind of comes up ahead of you guys, and uh, and he, he looks up and he says, uh, "They're here to meet Hynaria. And the Barker uh, seems to quiet down immediately, and he goes, uh, "Yes, of course." And he just he just uses his uh, his cane and he pulls open the flap to his tent. Uh, my apologies. Please go right ahead. I, uh, I look over at Zebedee. Uh, are you okay? Hey, yes, yes, I'm fine. All right, I'll go through the tent. And I follow him. All right, so Zebedee, you need, due to what you assume is inside this tent, you're going to need to uh, fail a sand roll because if you make a sand roll, in this case, the inverse is going to be true. If you make your sand roll, you are too scared to enter. But if you fail, you can you can muster up the guts to go in. Okay. I have low Sam, so I, I have 26 sanity. So, I, so you I have don't a... have the brains to be scared. I have a... That's just, that's just uh, an oh. O2. <laughs> yes, yes. You're, you're, you're like, no way. Nope, 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 nope. You run back to the others. Uh, so, you know, I'll wait out here. You just... Um, fine. Oh, yeah, you go in. I'll wait here. Oh, yeah. Fine. And right. uh, so as as you see Barnabas and, and Zeno go into the tent, uh, Zebedee, you do notice that the carnival barker, he does have like cold sweat kind of trickling down his face. He's like, yeah, same here, man, same here. And so uh, so we uh, Zebedee enters. Uh, so Zebedee, the, uh, the dwarf, the dwarf, I mean, uh, Zeno, uh, the dwarf leads you in and it's this long arcing curving corridor um and so finally it comes to this cage and inside um you see a large mass dangling the ceiling is dark you can't even see the inside of the ceiling inside the cage uh but there's a there's a white thread dangling from the ceiling and then just kind of kind of dangling there not touching the ground is a large white mass that seems to be cocooned and webbing and it's just slowly rotating and there's a couple of large uh, uh, wine casks in the in the room the floor is covered in in straw and it's dark back past the uh the wine cask you can't see the back end of this room uh but as you guys come into this area so the cage is right in front of you you hear a hissing voice um uh 
kind of emanating from the darkness beyond the wine casks. And it says, um, What is he doing And Barnabas says, uh, He's interested in uh, setting up a shop and uh, he has a craft that he wants to ply to earn coin to hire me. I, uh, I need money. We have almost none at the moment and I am a teller of fortunes. All right. A little closer, but I'm like ready to run. <laughs> yeah. So you're you're like right by the by the metal cage and then you hear, you know, this and it's this very large dark shape on spindly legs kind of rushes forward from the darkness and stepping over those uh, wine casts and then it it almost has to lower its body its huge torso down and you can see the the abdomen is 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 bright purple with yellow striping on it and these multifaceted eyes and this large mandible is just like right in your face make a sandal it is on the other side of the cage wall though you know i got a i got a 10. Um, that's awesome but i want to roll like a dex roll to see if i don't fall over backwards you may do that um 25 yeah so i'm i stumble back but i don't i don't okay. fall down uh, and so this thing, you know, it, it, it stops right in front of the, the bars. It doesn't crash itself into the metal bars. And uh, so with your successful sand roll, you may roll a D3. Three. Okay. Um, and so the, uh, the mandibles uh, move and, uh, and you hear this whispering voice come out and uh, and she says um, yes yes you seem to have a spark you may apply your eyes do I have to give you a percentage yes um that seems fair. Do I give it to you directly or do I give it to Barnabas here? My man outside. The Barker. And then without saying anything else, she retreats into the darkness. Thank you, Barnabas. Barnabas uh, uh, slaps you on your hip and says, ha ha, I thought you were going to get eaten. I'm surprised that went so well for you. All right, let's go. All right. And I think that would be a good place for us to close <laughs> this chapter today. <laughs> um, our players included Morgan Llewellyn, Stuart Lively, Josh Harwood, David Gasway and myself with John Hook is the keeper of the secrets. We have a Discord server where you can chat with our other members, you can set up private games, and you can learn the finer art of gameplay and game mastery. There's a link below. 
We're currently producing up to four shows a week with music and sound effects added in post-production in order to create a virtual listener experience. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbeat or iTunes. The cost involved with the show are provided almost entirely by our patrons. Without them, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. We have a new patron. General Dipper has pledged $5 a month. Thank you so much, General Dipper. If you would like to help support our show, please visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. You can find the link in the description below. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel. and Punch the bell icon for updates on our latest shows. And leave us some uh, comments. We enjoy reading them and answering any questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of HP Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck. Good game.